Hey, you're listening to the Bramley Baptist Church podcast. We're glad you're joining us to listen to this week's message. Whether you're starting your journey or looking to strengthen your walk with God, we believe that God will speak to you today. Let's get into the word together. I'm here to help us prepare for 2024. And as Pastor John said, that's only a few hours away. Now, I need you to think big, not like preparing for 2024, thinking big as in I have to go to the grocery store after the service is over to make sure we have food for the New Year's Day celebration or not to make sure that you have snacks for the football game or not that you've packed everything in your bag because you're heading back to class in the next week or so or not, uh, oh yes, I have to remember to buy my health insurance when I'm going away. Uh, I need need you to think bigger. Uh, Not just, hey, I've signed my, oh, I think I have to sign my kids up for the winter activities. Uh, I need you to think big. I need you to think bigger. Like, Like fall into winter, we've just had the shortest day of the year and my grandmother would often remind us, do you know, Mark, the days are getting longer now, so look on the bright side of things or the 2023 calendar into the 2024 calendar. We have to think bigger, bigger. We're adjusting a lens on our camera or I guess on your phone camera. You are um, taking your car in uh, for the alignment. Just like after you've had your winter tires change, you've had the season of rough roads and now you're aligning your car so that it's running true. You take a slight twist to the lens cover. You are moving the binoculars. You do the finger spread on your phone so you can bring things into focus. And I need you to look big. Because without that, we end up living our lives out of focus and many times veering off into the ditch when not in alignment. Now, um, we need to bring things into focus. Do you want to prepare for 2024? Do you want to take the journey with me? All right, let's pray. Lord, your word's not mine. Your word, not mine. May we be prepared for what you have for us ahead in these moments now and in this year ahead. Prepare us for what it is that you want to do in us and through us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, to prepare for 2024, you got to review the plan. What's the plan? Um, Karen and I, when we were first married, I made her quite upset, and I would say, what is the it? We would argue about something, and we would just argue, and we couldn't get to the it. Well, the it right now is the plan. What is the plan where we're going to review? Where do we start? We have to review the plan if we want to prepare for 2024. And unfortunately, this is where a lot of the confusion comes from. This is where a lot of the blurriness has occurred. This is where we often get lost, and frankly, this is why we need to do this. Uh, I have, a, not to confuse you, but a, another picture. I have the picture of a, um, as many of you know, we got a puppy a while ago, and um, life seems to evolve around him lately, but the picture I have is a golden retriever, and they've gone into the water, and if you know how beautiful and elegant a golden retriever looks, once they get wet, they looks like whatever, the classic drowned rat, or they're like a shell or skeleton of themselves, literally. But then that moment occurs, 
and it starts from his nose and it ends in his tail and he does the great big shake and water flies everywhere and he's, he's releasing himself and then you get to see that, that fluffy, stately dog reappear. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to shake off all this accumulated stuff, this dampness that has brought us down, these lies from the enemy, these half-truths, the ridiculous things that we've allowed to become a part of us. We're going to review the plan. We're going to get things into focus. We're going to get the realignment done. We're going to stretch the screen out so that we can see things and see things as they are. And for those of you who have been tracking with me the last five years, you kind of are there, but for the others, you're going, Pastor Mark, my head already hurts and we're like a minute into this. What are you talking about? I'm talking about keeping it simple. Last week, we celebrated Jesus being born. Emmanuel, God came to pitch his tent among us, to live the perfect life as he intended for us and modeled what it meant to be his creation. He died a sacrificial death about 33 years later so that we would have the opportunity to have a life with God. And Jesus rose from the dead to seal our salvation and bring mankind into an eternal relationship with God, our creator. Today... We're simply reviewing what the plan is for us as we await Jesus' return. And as we start a new year, as the calendar turns over and this new season begins, what are we to be about? Because I'm pretty sure it's not what most of us have written in our new journal and in our planners. And it's probably not what you have signed up for, for 2024. We'll go here. We'll go over there. We'll conduct business there, and then we'll build our barns, and we'll store up our treasures, and we'll accumulate points on our card. You fool, the Bible says. Today, your life will be demanded of you. As paraphrased from Luke chapter 12 in the parable of the rich young fool. What is the plan that we need to keep reviewing? Do you see where you're going? I want us to review God's plan for us for 2024. And Jesus tells us, and the gospel writers record it for us in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Matthew 28. Jesus has risen, it says in the chapter title. That was added by our translators. Verse five, Jesus is risen. The reason that he came at Christmas was to show us how to live as God created for mankind, to live and then become the once for all sacrifice for us. And by rising from the dead, he conquered death, taking away the power of death over any of our lives. Verse 16 says, and he went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go and he commissioned them. Mount Arbel is the place where this is believed to have taken place. And, and when you stand there, it's a very, very powerful sight as you look over the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always 
to the end of the age. Jesus left making it clear that he had secured our future by making a way for us to be in communion with God forever, by dying for our sins, conquering death and sin, and then making it crystal clear of what it meant to live in light of that truth. We have a mission. We have a mandate. The plan is recorded for us by Matthew. Don't get sidetracked. Don't be confused. Don't fill your time with other things. Look around. Maybe he's sitting down and, and, and his back is towards the Sea of Galilee. I, I, you can picture it, I guess, a lot of different ways, but it's really hard when you're standing up there. You, you can see uh, we're on the sea in, in those hills. Uh, you can see us when we were on the sea. When I walked on the water, we, we were in those hills, um, the Decapolis, uh, the different cities are up there in the villages. As you go about your business, as you take care of your families, as you travel from here, tell everyone, Tell everyone, tell everyone about me. Bring them into the kingdom of God. Teach them, walk with them, instruct them how to do that with others. The plan for 2024. Let's look at the angle of the apostle Mark. How does he record this? Mark chapter 16. The last words we have from Jesus are recorded in this account. When Jesus calls out to his father as he's dying But then Mark makes it simple and clear, verse 6, through the angel, don't be alarmed, the angel says. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He's risen. He's not here. Clarity and context of setting the stage. Go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. They will see him just as he told you. God is making it clear through Mark that Jesus did what he came to do. He did what he came to accomplish. I have given you the record. I have left the documentation. I have gathered this for you. The angel comes. He's the mouthpiece to summarize a mission and then put into a sentence the job left for those who would come after. Go. Tell his disciples. You will see him just as he told you. The one who could bring, the only one who could bring hope to the world, the only one who could bring peace with God and man, the only one who could be an acceptable sacrifice to pay the great sin debt of mankind. He has accomplished his work. The things he told you and lived out are done. The way that he laid out for you to follow is clear. It's done. Time to follow his way and pass on the truth. His way is for all who would receive him. The way is clear for 2024. Luke, as God speaks through Luke, the thorough doctor in the 24th chapter of his gospel, he leads us through the resurrection story. Jesus' interactions with some of his disciples as they're walking on the road to Emmaus. And then as Jesus appears to the gathered disciples, it says in verse 45... He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are the witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you 
what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. In verse 51, while he was blessing them, he left them and he was taken up into heaven. Luke gives us this detailed description of how Jesus himself is explaining how this all fits together from the scriptures so that the disciples, verse 47, will be able to preach and to teach repentance and forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. God continues to speak through Luke in his second book, The Acts of the Apostles. Acts 1.1, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up into heaven. And after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Gathered, um, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, uh, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said, it's not for you, he said, verse 7, to know about the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Verse 10, they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside him. One of my favorite verses, verse 11, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. What's the plan for 2024? It sure seems pretty clear to me. Okay, come on, I know. (laughs) I'm the pastor guy. I'm supposed to believe this for me. But the challenge sure seems to me that it sounds like that this is the plan. Like, for everyone. God speaks through each of the gospel recorders and he says, basically, the same thing. Yo-ho! Yay! Listen up! To prepare for 34 AD, for 2010, for 1300, for 1567, for 1811, for 1948, for 2000, for 2024, and every other year since, and every year that will happen, this is the plan. This is the review. It's not going to change. It's not going to be more difficult. It's not going to be bigger. It doesn't have some kind of new edge to it. It's the same. Now, much like the gospel of John, the entirety of it, we hear the plan a little bit different. And I would even suggest to you a little bit more personal and even, dare I say, maybe even a little bit more emotional. Well, after reviewing the plan from the first three gospels, I'm suggesting that this portion of scripture from the book of John helps us to embrace to not just review the plan, but to embrace it. 
As much as I can help us get ready for 2024 by reviewing the plan, as told to us through the Gospels, this portion helps us to embrace it. Peter, do you love me? Embracing the plan. How do we get ready for 2024? We internalize it. Do you love me? He asks for the first time. And to be very clear, it's pretty certain that the loving, caring Lord is restoring Peter after he is denied knowing Jesus three times during the crucifixion of Jesus. Peter, do you love me? Peter, accept this gift of love. Do you love me, Peter? Do you accept this gift of love? So simple. So straightforward. So direct. I'm sure Peter is actually feeling relief. I've got this one. All the other times I responded in haste, when I put my foot in my mouth, the times I missed a point, the times I denied you. Yes. Yes, I love you. Oh, man, it's so great to have you here. You can almost sense a sigh. Yes. Yes, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Oh, no. Fear. Just what I was concerned about. Why is he asking me again? Am I not worthy? Yes, yes, Lord, I love you. Yes. I will love as a loved one. I won't listen to the accusing voices. I will be the beloved. I I love you back. I, I am loved. I will be loving others. Oh, Lord. Only you could take me to this understanding. Living in 2024, I'm not just accepting your love. I'm going to live as a loved one. One with value. One with worth. I am love. Live as a loved one. Planning for 2024, are we? This is the plane on which we must be clear. The vertical. Do you love him? He loves you. Peter, do you love me? They try to portray it on the look on his face. Am I missing something? Is it about the sheep feeding? I'm confused. I'm lost. I know this probably relates to my denial. I'm lost. Yes. That's correct. You are lost, Peter. Without the identity of the beloved, you will be confused. You will have fear. You will lack direction. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. 
I love you. I accept this gift of love. I will live as a loved one. I concede it as my identity, as one worthy of your love, as one who is a lifelong lover of souls. I will be a conduit of your love. Yes, 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 I love you. Own love as your identity. You are a conduit of his love, a pathway, a bridge, a lighted path. As Jesus is restating his command, as Jesus is giving us direction, as Jesus is laying out the eternal plan for mankind, he so clearly, he so gently, he so tenderly walks Peter personally And the disciples gathered around and us vicariously through the plan, through the writer of John of this gospel. It's why the Bible gives synonymously the word love to God. God is love. Peter, do you love me? That's who I am. That's how life works. That's the commodity that we deal with. We are human beings. We're people. We deal in love. And when we cheapen humanity as a machine and we emulate it with AI, when we sell each other over the century as slaves, when we make beginning and end of life decisions based on a person's worth by what they contribute or the pain they live with, when we teach our kids that life evolved without God, we slap Jesus on the face again and again and again. Peter, do you love me? How? Can you go into another year if we don't get this? How can we face another season without this clearly in view? Peter, I'm the creator. Peter, I'm the sustainer of life. I'm the alpha. I'm the omega. I hold the keys to life and death. I am the way to life. Me in front of you. Do you love me? Do you accept me? Do you embrace me? Live in this identity as a little Christ, as a Christ follower, a Christian, a follower of me. But what about you? How can I, how can you enter into another year without Christ? It's what your mother or your grandmother is weeping over. How can you face another season without a clear plan? How can you go on without Christ as your Savior? Today, we're told, today is the day of salvation. And at the end of her service, I want to make an invitation for you. And you saw one already on the screen. Now, Mark, you can take a breath here. This is, this is a lot. Come on, man. Can't you just give us a little reminder? Look back, you guys. Feel bad about, you know, what we did wrong. And then I invite you. Hey, can you do a little bit better in 2024? I can't do that. I can't because I wouldn't be true to what this time of year is all about. The lights, the traditions that came into being that were redeemed. The shortest day of the year in these northern climates where we're living in darkness. We've seen a great light as the scripture says. A star would light the way. The shepherds would be blinded by the heavenly light. The radiance of a newborn king. This is a lot. I told you to think big. 
to prepare for 2024, I told you I was going to ask you to think huge. Remembering the golden retriever, shaking all of this stuff off. There is nothing that doesn't get shaken off, that doesn't get loosed as we prepare for this next adventure. Let's keep shaking off this accumulated lies, this paraphernalia that we've allowed to be attached to us. What's the plan? What's the plan for 2024? God speaks through the gospel writers as he records Jesus' words and his life. Make disciples. Tell others the good news that we can know God. All of life gets filtered through this. The lens we're adjusting, the alignments that we're having done is going through the interaction with Jesus and Peter where we walk through Peter's journey of embracing the plan to live as a lover of God. But as you noticed, I didn't go through Jesus' response. We went through the vertical. Now we have to go through the horizontal. Feed my sheep. For 2024, we don't just know the plan and review it. We don't just embrace the plan, which is nice and comfortable. We actually have to live out the plan. We have to live out the plan in 2024. We review the plan, we embrace the plan, and now I'm going to talk about living it out. Peter, feed my sheep, live out this plan of love, the horizontal plane. How do you live out the plan? Now, there are a number of ways, I've already referred to this as scholars who break this passage down, that help us to understand this interchange. And as we said in the beginning, Jesus is restoring Peter after his denial three times he asks Peter if he loves him, and three times he tells him to live out the plan, to feed his sheep. I'm going, I'm telling you openly and honestly, I want to go in the direction of individually, small group, and larger group, living it out. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. God made people in his image. God loves people. People is who God made. Peter. Feed my sheep. Feed my people. Peter, live in love. I went to seminary with a woman who'd been a missionary to children in schools. They were allowed to visit weekly to different classes. Her and her sister had given some pretty amazing, were given some pretty amazing opportunities. They had established relationships in a number of schools. They were so busy, actually, they couldn't even keep up. When I'd run into her and she had headed back to seminary, that's where our paths crossed, she wanted to be refreshed, nourished, and more thoroughly equipped. The trouble was I didn't get it. Tell me that part of again where you were visiting a school every day and teaching children about Christ, his word, and how to have a relationship with him. Like you were the Christian education system to a whole generation in a whole region. So what are you doing here in this seminary? Peter, feed my sheep. What this woman had been drawn to, what I would suggest Jesus is encouraging Peter to do, is to sit at his feet. Okay, one more time, Mark. You lost me big time. Feed my sheep means that I sit at Jesus' feet? I'm suggesting that this interaction helps establish our life direction. Peter, when you love me, you stay in relationship to me. 
You pray to me in the power of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus said he's going to be sending. Recount the stories of our interactions. Read about how God brought you to this point. Journal about it. In essence, learn how to feed yourself. Stay connected to me. You are my sheep, Peter. Listen carefully. Don't be a consumer. This is so hard. This is so hard in our day. Don't be a consumer. Be a producer. Live out your faith by living in relationship with me, Jesus said. In relationship with me. Not a transactional procedure. It's this picture on the horizontal plane of the individual way in which we're to feed the sheep. So this time of year can create unique situations and interactions for pastors and churches. Usually someone shows up who wants a transaction done for them at Christmas. They want a baby blessed. They want to have prayer over them. They want just literally presence in the meeting place. They want a face-to-face with a pastor. They want a transaction. Peter, living in a relationship with me means you spend time with me. You feed on the word. Jesus, you are in prayer. You're in silence. You're in journaling. You're feeding my sheep, Peter, by being fed and being in relationship with me. It's not just the transaction of coming to church. I've already said this. It's, it's just about learning how to feed ourselves. Peter, do you love me? Sit in that love. Spend time with me. Feed yourself. Learn how to feed yourself. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. As you are accepting the love, as you lived as a loved one, you will share that with others. You will feed them that love you Sorry, that you you will feed them that love you will live out. And I've entitled this one more of a, the second one through more of a small group. Or we call them growth groups, but I don't want it to be limited to a growth group. It's to the smaller groupings that we have in life. You will live out the vertical relationship horizontally. This is who you are. You are a lover of souls. A giver of love. That's the commodity that you deal in. That's where you find yourself, interacting with those around you who need your love. This is your smaller groupings that you do life with, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your community, the people you intersect with. You feed them. You feed them The love you have. Because you have experienced that love. You prepare for 2024 by living out his love. Do you understand, Peter? This is the plan. You saw me live this out. Love. Feed them. Love. 
And lastly, this large group setting of living out the plan. Oh, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Then feed my sheep. You gather in a group. I'll be there in your midst, he says. He's going to send the Holy Spirit, his very presence. And I'll care for each of you. And you are to care for each other. You're to walk with each other. You are to live on mission. You feed my sheep by making a plan and sending out others out into your neighborhoods, your communities, your places where they don't know about me. Where they build 50-foot statues of unknown gods. And you feed those people. Those people who don't have love. Those people who don't know about my love. You teach them. You point them to me. You, you love me by loving others. We prepare for 2024 by living in love. What's the plan? Make disciples by accepting, living, and sharing the love of Christ. If you embrace that plan, yeah, yeah, yeah. You embraced it anew for 2024? Are you ready to live that out? Thanks for listening and making us a part of your walk. We encourage you to take today's teachings and apply it to your life. Challenge not only yourself, but those around you. Our support in your journey does not end here. To hear more messages from all our series or to speak to someone to help grow your faith, visit us at branley.org.